uh, we had a bit of an incident where well, the happened? incident was I was um, uh, kidnapped at gunpoint. Welcome to the Next Level Finance Podcast, episode six, I believe, if I get it right. Our special guest today is Mitchell. Hi Z. Hi Mitchell. Nice to see you. From Loveware Jewelers. Check that out. And I have great having you here today. And you're ready to give huge value today to us. I hope so. You will do, you will do. So Mitchell was a bit nervous and I'm saying to him, don't be nervous because he's going to give huge value, he's going to relax, got a bit of coffee on the side here. Unfortunately, didn't got Costa this time, but we've got a bit of coffee going and we're going to go through his journey because it's, as we all our guests are, it's quite remarkable and unique in its own way. So Mitchell. Yes. Right, so we're going to start first with the fun part. You've also had some personal challenges like a lot of our entrepreneurs do and it's always good to share it with um, all our audience. The first one, right, and I'll get straight to the point as everyone knows, is about a big area that a lot of people don't know much about or enough about in my opinion, is anti-Semitism. Yes. Tell me a bit of your impact on that because I always like to understand the person's experiences share it with the audience because everyone's got a different journey and they've had different impacts. Tell us a bit about that. Im impact, look, anti-Semitism has been around for some time, um, still there, probably stronger than ever. Uh, my youth would be things like um, going to a Jewish school and facing um, anti-Semitism, not every day, but on a regular basis, simple things like as we're coming from the train to walking up to the school um, there'd be um, anti-semitism literally right in front of you give, um, give us give us some example because do you know why is because look i've had him from my background as well and everyone has a different bit give us an example so the audience and everyone can understand look, uh, an example which may not look being thrown pennies from the bridge at, at the station at the at the jewish kids that were all they were innocently doing is is, is walking to school um, walking to school and, and, and being punched by a, an oncoming guy that didn't like the way we looked. Look, this wasn't regular, but it does affect you and it makes you more aware. Um, and as you're growing up, um, you know, you, you, you become more aware and you're, 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 not, you're more wise to it. Um, but, you know, you probably see the effects that it has on you as you, uh, as, as you get older. Um, and it, you know it, it makes you more aware makes you probably a, a stronger person inside and 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 you know just you, you don't you, as a as a kid unfortunately it it became the norm but mm. um like i said as you get older you you realize that this is a, this is this is ongoing and, and 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 still is ongoing and and you hear reports today of of the same thing happening probably probably uh, worse so I want to unpack that do you feel because you've mentioned that you feel it's still going ongoing and a lot of people don't understand these discriminations they still happen and yes. they do affect entrepreneurs and every other person yes do you feel your children because you've got two boys yeah um, you know I've fortunate to meet both of them yeah do you feel that it still affects them do uh, they, look, do they probably, tell you look my, my, my eldest child look we, we They've, they've both gone to Jewish schools, so they're they're sort of um, uh, they're 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 taught to look out and and be aware and not to walk around on your own and go around in groups and you know they have uh, you know in school uh, uh, alarms where they have to uh, you know hide under the desk and again unfortunately that becomes normal for 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 the Jewish kids of today. But you know, they, they again they they've been taught to to to, to look out and and uh, and be aware. So you know, it's it just like you're telling me, and I can hear in your voice as well. And I've known Mitchell for some time, um, and it's obviously quite a sensitive area. 
and Look, it's, it's still it's, it's still impacting not just historically but now which which i would hope you know and i always an aspiration that it would have reduced with yeah, time well, this, this is a thing the media don't really concentrate on i'm talking about the media over here don't really concentrate or uh, on 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 showing how serious it it, it currently is um mm. people just don't realize that it's ongoing and it's uh, it's probably from what i understand it's it's uh, it's highest that it has been for for many years um and you just we're just you, you we're just sort of taught to 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 be aware of it mm. um and and just almost you know keep you you look look behind you keep keep watch behind look behind your back <laughs> um i yeah. i think that sorry to i think i yeah. think that's a still a bit alarming for me um yeah. and i i would have hoped that you know with time yes you know we've got such a diverse society in the uk yes. you know our audience is probably from all different backgrounds yes you know and people have ups and downs yes. but i would have hoped in 2023 which we are in in yeah um that there would be slight mindset that your children for example you know would not have to worry and have to go in groups because they're worried because if someone finds out what faith there are that yeah. they will get um anti-semitism or get a certain way of feeling that would make them uncomfortable or feel even unsafe yeah um i i just find that quite quite shocking and it's it's uh, when i speak to people like self i really get that understand because i'm always asking people from all different backgrounds to understand their understanding yes. of life and their exposure because yeah. this doesn't get told no you know same with islamophobia yeah. you know and all the rest of it people don't talk about this they think it's just like on tv or something yes. but it is happening and the only way we can resolve this is by having that conversations and sort of highlighting look the only way we're going to do is educate people yep because yeah, yeah. we're we're all we're all people in yep. my world yep. and i think it's so important that bit so yeah. thank you for sharing that with us no problem and uh, giving us a bit of insight i think it's really important and i wanted to bring that out because you know one of the most important things for me is to understand people's experiences and what their backgrounds are their religious because on the next level finance podcast we talk about everything <laughs> even the things people may not want us to talk about we still do um the next bit i wanted to talk about yeah. is your business bit or your business journey yeah. and you we were talking about folks so many times over the years yeah. is about how you changed your mindset yes from being like an employee yes to an entrepreneur yes and you had a little bit in between where you were like semi entrepreneur but it wasn't actually your business yes. so tell us a bit how you did that so regarding the um the jewelry yep store um so i was employed from another industry to um help start um a, a small jewelry store in 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 Harpenden um it was to be an extension of my ex colleagues manufacturing um a, a business so it's uh, to to offer so it was to offer the end user high end products um at more better value for money so almost like an extension so uh, like a spin off to the manufacturing side So um that's what we did we set it up um end of um 11 um I was employed to manage the store um initially um and been there ever since Yeah and to be honest it's an interesting story uh, how we met actually was in your in your shop yeah, I was yeah. walking past with my wife yep. I just had started my accountancy business at the time and went and went into the shop um met Mitchell and Mitchell comes across such a warm character straight away um as i said he's a little nervous but he'll be relaxed after his high on the coffee um <laughs> and he just made us feel so welcome we had a chat with him had a bit of a laugh and from then onwards we've been talking and been working together since then yeah yeah that must have been around when i took over the um business at the uh, end of 13 um so yeah you took it 13 i think when we met because when I just started the business it was back in about 2016 2016 so, so a few yeah, yeah so, so a few years yeah and time has just flown it's flown it's flown and it's, it's, flown. Flown. it's, and it's been a lot of fun as well a lot of ups and downs but it's we're moving forward yes uh, i think the other thing I, i wanted to talk about is and this is quite mind blowing because 
I didn't know the detail until we were speaking before about this. Yes. But you had a huge incident. Look, we had, a, we had an incident. I was there, um, like I said, uh, November 11 is when we opened the doors. Um, and you were manager at that time, I was right? the manager. Um, I had assistance from my colleagues at the time for the first few weeks, and then I was yeah, thrown in at the deep end uh, to manage the, 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 the new business, um, which was going okay. Um, come 2013, uh, we had a bit of an incident where... Um, I'm going to is understanding a bit of an incident. Well, what the incident happened? was I was um, uh, kidnapped at gunpoint. Wow. Yeah. Just say that again because <laughs> so someone might have so missed that. Uh, kidnapped at gunpoint um, from the business. And this is in the, Harpenden. This is in Harpenden. Um, not from the store, but from near the store. Um, and, you know, yeah. Uh, um, wow. I d- I, do you know when you said that, you, said, you just said it in part, I was like, what? We have to talk about this. So you were, I think, around the back of the store? So yeah, around the back of the store. So basically, look, what, it, it, it was a, a couple of weeks being, um, a couple of weeks I was dealing with a potential client. That client turned out to be um, one of the three guys that uh, were involved in this, uh, this robbery. Um, and ultimately I was kidnapped at gunpoint, put in a car, tied up with duct tape and hooded and driven round um, for a period of time whilst the main guy, um, you know, robbed the shop. Wow. Um, so yeah, which... Uh, how, and how did you, first of all, how did that end? Because obviously... Well, it, <laughs> end, it, it, it ended with us having, everything got stolen. Yep. Um, I um, was, I ended up in um, being interviewed at the police station uh, for many hours. Um, it ended up where they did, after a couple of days, get found and, and caught and put in prison. Um, so let me rewind that for a sec, sorry. Um, yeah. You got grabbed, yes. booted, put yes. into the car boot. Uh, not in the boot, in the back seat. In the back seat. Yeah. And then did they let you go after that? They basically... To, yeah, they let me go after that, ultimately, let me go. Yeah, they drove yeah. me back to where they started and, and got and, me out of the car. And dropped you out of the car? Yeah. And then obviously the police came? Well, the, yeah, the police, the police, yeah, I actually got into my car and, and drove a little bit and ended up in a local uh, pub where they called the police because my phone was stolen and yeah. so, yeah, and then it all started from there. So and they caught these people? They caught them within a few days um, and, and charged them and, and ultimately went to, they went to court and pled guilty and, and put them away. That is, I guess, the only incident? That's the had. only incident. That the only, yeah, look, we have it being, owning a jewellery, sh- or running a jewellery shop, you're going to have incidents, but not as heavy as that. Wow. You, know, you know, you get people coming in all the time and you just, you just got to be aware. And everyone said life as an entrepreneur is a bit tough, but this is taking it to a different level. Wow. <laughs> so you survived yeah. that. And then yes. you actually then went and bought or took over so basically, as the owner. So from, so from that incident, um, I was given a... Ch- so from that incident, my, the, the owners of the business, my colleagues, um, decided that it's been a couple of years. The business wasn't yet profitable. They were going to, it was, a, it was, they were going to, it was, a, it was an excuse for, for, for them to potentially call it a day. Um, and they gave me the choice of either, you know, letting me go or, or, or me take over by the business. So, uh, with the support of my family, my other half, we, um, had a couple of conversations and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I, you know, I'm going to, I've built. I've, I've spent two years here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna buy the business, and I'm gonna build it. And that was my challenge. If you know, if I can overcome what happened to me, then I reckon I can. Um, I can see potential from the feedback we were getting for the first couple of years from clients that we had um, uh, dealt with. Feedback in verbal feedback, letters of you know thank you letters, the usual. Um, I thought there's something here that I reckon I could, I can build on and I like it here. I like the products we're selling. 
I like the people I'm dealing with. I like the area. So there was a lot of likes. So I thought I'm going to go for it, and 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 that's haven't looked back. So that nicely brings us on to you know the challenges of business. Yes. So you've gone through some crazy aspects. Yes. Right. You've gone from managing the business to yes. now owning the business. Yes. Bit of a difference. Yes. Um, but you invested so much time those initial few years before you owned it. Yes. What what did you feel that you were going to do in the the business which was going to be different to other people, right? Um, because you, you sort of got like a niche in marketing. Yeah, I realised that the initial business model that my ex-colleagues started out at wasn't correct for where we're based. And when I say not correct, it became apparent to me that clients in the area that I, in, in Harpenden and surrounds wanted something a bit different from the normal off-the-shelf jewellery that one can buy anywhere. So I thought, hang on a second, the, the, the models, uh, the models uh, uh, changing, um, I think we, the models changing from what the end user wants, I'm going to have to adapt to that and start seeing if this, uh, if, if, if more customising our range uh, is is a better avenue to take wow. rather than off the shelf. So I so we slow so I slowly um, took that route, um, and that is what our clients preferred. Wow! So rather than ready to wear off the shelf, get anywhere you want. It was more of a case of high end, customizing custom custom jewelry at different levels. Mm -hmm. um, at the right price point because <clears throat> as a consumer myself I'm always conscious of getting good value for money but not sacrificing the, the, the quality and I thought well I, I knew that that's what our clients wanted. That leads us nicely onto the next bit is how do you compare with your competition both other physical jewellery shops yes. in the surrounding areas yeah. and the dreaded online. <laughs> right. How do, you, so, how do you differentiate yourself? Well, when it comes to high-end jewellery, online is a, is a very good way of searching for what you want. You know, we've got our own website. Ultimately, clients want to be more tactile with the, with, with the products, so they want to actually see the items. It's, um, so we, we offer, so we, off, we can offer both online and bricks and mortar store where clients can come in we can, regardless of what their budget is, we will handle, or I will handle them exactly the same way as, uh, they, they will get handled and dealt with the same. Mm -hmm. The forefront is, is service, um, uh, quality of the product, um, and, uh, and, and, and after sales, which think, is important. And uh, you're dealing with me from start to finish. You're not being palmed off to, to anybody else. So, um, I want to be in control, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's quite important, um, what you're doing. You're providing that unique service, that tailoring to the individual, yes. which is a bit different, I guess, when you go to, if I'm allowed to say, H. Samuel and all these kind of places. Yeah, look, the, the bigger commercial retailers, you know, they're, 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 they have good businesses, but what most of the market don't understand is that you can actually get like the higher end product Probably for, 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 for less money if you shop around and, and use the small business. You get the service from yeah. start to finish. You get the, you know, that's really important. You know, if there's any Huge. issues with sizing in a year's time, my clients know that they can just come straight into the shop and we can, we can help them. You know, it's all included in the initial sale. Yeah, so, and so, I think your after-sale yeah. service um, is amazing yeah, and yeah. I think that's what I've heard a lot of feedback from a lot of people and our own experiences and yeah. um, I guess one of the things I want to talk about is how do you um, manage the different hats of running a business because <laughs> I think this is the biggest challenge I see entrepreneurs all the time yes how do they distinguish and realize how much time and what they're going to do to be able to do all the different hats. Look, we have our shop hours, which are um, uh, shop days, five days a week. That's for a reason. It's not like we don't want to be there physically in store every day, but 
because I am a one-man band, yeah. I've time managed and realised that not whilst I'm at the shop Tuesday to Saturday, Mondays is my day to uh, sort out a lot of the orders from the week or collections from, from suppliers, um, uh, deal with chasing orders, speak to suppliers, speak to clients. Um, so physically, I'm 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 all over the place, uh, delivering, uh, going to London. Um, that's for a reason. It's not that we don't want to open up on on that day. So that's uh, you know time management. So I know that over the past few years, I've worked out that being in the shop five days a week, being open five days a week, that's uh, that's productive. Um, and then, you know, if a client wants to meet me on a Sunday at the shop because they can't make it during a week, no problem. Go and meet them in the shop, go through the consultancy process, um, and just uh, just trying to manage all different aspects, systems, making sure all my systems are, are in order, um, triplicating everything. You're dealing with, you know, all, all different uh, types of jewellery, uh, watches, different values. Um, so, you know, I've got my systems. I run it like a, you know, I'm running it like a, I'm running a tight ship there. And I, I think that's really important what you mentioned. And I go on about a lot of people follow us on social media. Yes. Um, I always go on about systems. Yes. Um, because if you want to scale a business, you need to understand all the steps that you have to do yes. and how to, as much you can automate yes. or put processes in place yes. to be able to do it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I've got the, the, the back end of the business which is probably, if you're putting it to percentage, uh, it could be up to 75, 80% of, of, of running the business. Back end, getting all the info to, to, to Certex <laughs> in order for them to do their job. Um, being organized, making sure you know, nothing's uh, delayed you in, in, in doing, uh, you know, doing your job, because um, ultimately it helps me and my job. Um, so allocating time to, to do that, um, you know, you mentioned different hats. I mean, the the, the frontline selling part is probably the, uh, the, the the you could say the smallest part of running running the business. To be to be frank, um, so yeah, just making you know that's just over time over the years I've realised and I've known I've learnt how to allocate my time, and it's just experience and 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 uh, and, and just being there for for, for all those years. So. I think it's it's a constant challenge for all entrepreneurs. It's good to get your take on it and how you try to attack it because everyone's got different ways of doing it. Yeah. But ultimately, it's what works for you and makes yeah. the business flexible enough yes. to do what you need it to do. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I think the other bit I want to talk about a bit is, and I think we don't do it enough, is people's successes. Yes. Because I think one of the, the things is You've owned the business now for ten years. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. You know, you know, scary stat. Ninety-six yes. percent of businesses fail over ten years. Over ten years. Yeah. And so you're in that four percent already. Wow. That's an amazing achievement. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to um, understand what did you do differently because you've obviously been involved in uh, different types of businesses before. Yes. So what did you do differently in this business? to other businesses? Systems, I'll say it again. So put my systems in place, mm -hmm. um, time management, um, working with the markets. So, uh, you know, going with market conditions. So what that means is for me is that if things appear or if my supplies appear more expensive, be more flexible with my clients, generate business, when things are quiet, rather than just you know wait for for, for custom to to come, how do I do that? Um, update websites, send out more um, uh, promotional material, uh, more brand awareness. Maybe stay a couple of hours longer of an evening, getting a couple of hours earlier, just so people know I'm still around. Um, my heart and soul is in this business more than it was in other businesses because mm. I like what I do okay which makes a massive difference because this is probably this is I actually look forward to working whereas you could say in my other businesses 
I was working, but I didn't really look forward to it. So it's more of a case of, I enjoy what I do. I deal with nice people. I deal with a nice product. I'm in a very nice area. It, it, like I mentioned earlier, it's ticking a lot of boxes for me. So, you know, uh, you know, it, it's... You know, I... hey, let me unpack that. That's a really good point. What You've mentioned some of the things you like. Yes. But if it was number one thing that you said, look, this is what makes me get up in the morning yes. and be an entrepreneur for the yes. audience, what look, is the number one thing? Number one thing is growing the business to a level where um, I can, it, it could run on its own, but with me, but without, it, it can run more consistently without okay. the troughs and peaks. So if I can get it to a level where every month of every year it's consistent, that's my challenge. And then I could maybe branch out into doing other things connected to the business. Okay. So I think that's a really interesting point. So it's the aspiration that you're striving for yeah. that's driving you as your number one thing. And I think yes. you need that. Yes. Um, I used to, I'm a... Most many people know a big Man U fan, right? Yeah. And what ends up happening Poor guy. is, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I liked him onto that. Um, the bit that I did is what's Alex Ferguson, right? Because yes. if you look at, it, he's a very successful person, wasn't he? Hugely yes. successful. Yes. And the mindset. Yes. And his mindset was, don't look at what trophies you've got now. Yeah. Great, you got them. Yeah. Put them away. Yeah. But when you finish, then you look at them. Yeah. Because you're always looking at the next one. Yes. The next one. And yes. I think that's one of the traits of great entrepreneurs that I've been fortunate to meet yes. and have conversations with is they're constantly looking forward. Yeah. Because that's, that's right. what they don't get ahead of themselves. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, does, yeah, that, yeah. does that make sense? 100%. And yeah. I think that's a huge driver. What I wanted to do is also, you've got this concept, which yeah. uh, I've seen when I've gone into Lovely Jewelers on Harpenden, yeah. is that it's not like a shop. No. It's more a showroom. Correct. Can you give a bit of rationale So basically, uh, as previously mentioned, uh, the, the model changed um, after a couple of years when I realised what the market wanted, not just in, in, in the close vicinity of Harpenden, but the, you know, our clients come within 20, 30 miles of, of Harpenden. Um, they wanted something more custom. The reason they wanted something more custom is because of big choice online. Yeah. Yeah. And modern technologies. Yeah. Um, so we ended up turning that small presence in Harpenden from a, a, a classical uh, retail s store to more of a, a, a small showroom. And because it's jewellery's relatively small, you don't need a big showroom. So okay. in the back of on the on the business side of things, we've kept it nice and tight um, and small because uh, you know it, it helps us give the end user. A better, a, a better product at a better price. And the experience of actually understanding why that product's right for them, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. You've got some uh, replicas yeah. here. Yes, yes. And they look quite nice. Yes. Right. Can you, can you sort of explain to us, because so, when I look at jewellery, yes. right, apart from thinking how much cost it's going to cost me and how am I going to keep the missus yes. happy, yes. right, is how do you look at it? I, look, I guess I want to do so. The, the, so I would look at that small sample tray. So this has just been pulled out of our display. Um, these are example rings that have been custom made for sampling. So uh, these are just a few. I look at these and I think first of all, uh, up to date choice. Yeah. Um, each ring will have a, a, a variant. So I can, uh, uh, from my perspective, I know that uh, the client will get um, options and choices of different metals, gemstones. So each ring has a variant of, it could be 15 or 20 different options. Wow. Which is good for the client. So the end user gets to choose, which is what they want to make it more personal. Is it like a, a pick and mix kind of thing? So you can choose different aspects and then you're, you're sort of giving them the options to get it put together and that's Absolutely. where your expertise is. Absolutely. So they're ultimately, they want to choose something that's a one-off and these, this is the, the, the starting point of that one-off. Yeah. Or if you like that exact example, there's stock of this, no problem. But 95% will want to, um, want to customize um, uh, uh, the example rings. So you see that and, you, and then you have to communicate. So 
you know, there's a guy turned up, he's about to pop the question. Yes. Right. What's the typical things he asks you? About? He'll ask me, um, he, he, he'll ask me, well, first thing will be, you know, they're, they're very uh, conscious of, their clients have got their budget that they've got in mind. Yeah, yeah. I need to uh, understand that um, because I can then cut their cloth accordingly. Um, so not to say we have to max out on their budget, but get them the most for their money. Um, so they're getting the best I, quality. I guess the big output result is the lady's got to say yes, right? She's got to because say yes. Because if she don't say yes, it doesn't matter about the ring. That's right. So Look, your job a... is to make that dream happen, right? Absolutely Hence... right. So absolutely right. So every item that we make, uh, we're conscious of that. <laughs> we're conscious of that. Look, there's flexibility. What's your success rate on that? That's uh, the most we're, important. We're, as far as I know, we're about one zero zero percent. So. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so far, so, so far, so good. So far, so good. Oh my days! Yeah. I, I know, I know. The, some of the team will have different perspectives on that. You know, they may yes. come and see you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> oh, so no, no. Thank you for sharing those. No I think it's trying to get that perspective because people don't realise the different aspects. Hi everyone, sorry to interrupt the podcast. Hope you're getting a huge amount of value from this. Just going to be quick, two seconds. First of all, to let you know in the comments below, we have got links to free business guides that can help you on your entrepreneur journey. They include exclusive footage from Sky TV episodes that I've done and a whole load of other content in there. Whether you're a growing business, property investor, property developer, or if you want to love the fun of SaaS pensions, please do look at those. And if you still want more help, get in touch. The contact details are below. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I guess um, you mentioned before, you've built your reputation, yes. right? And you built it on being the high end, but making it widely available. Correct. How did you do that? Because as you just, rightly said, look, there's loads of uh, options out there, right? Just There's loads of options out there. Um, you know, you can go online and all the rings look the same and you wonder why there's different price points. The mm. reason there's different price points is that all those rings aren't the same. Yeah. They might be made of the same metals and they might be made of say diamonds, but there's so many different choices and, and, and qualities. So it was always my aim to just give the best quality at the right level. And the way to do that is just don't be greedy. It's as, as simple as that, you know, it's as simple as you, that. You want like repeat business. And I think that leads us nicely onto the next question I was gonna ask you is, right, any business which has got a service element, even if it's just selling goods to differentiate, Yes. You've got to build that rapport 100%. and that repeat. So how do you, I think I know the answer, yeah. but how do you illustrate that value? The value is the service. Yeah. The value is uh, making sure the client gets what they want for their budget without cutting corners. Because like you said, it's the long game. Yeah, yeah. This is the engagement ring start. You've got the two wedding rings. Two. You've got the uh, eternity rings. You've got the pendants, you've got the earrings. So for oh, me, it's not a matter of you know getting the most out of the client on their engagement ring. It's more it's more about getting them them the most for the engagement ring and having that lifelong relationship. And 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 my clients are are my friends. Yeah, you know, we're on first name terms. I've got all their you know we we we're, we're messaging all the time, um, and, and they know that they can just call on me at any time. And, and, I, and I respond and I deal with any, any, any issue. It's like that customer life cycle, you know, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs um, don't always look at this, but you've got to look how long that client's going to be with you and how regularly they're going to repeat. Yes. But I think one of the other things I think is quite clear is, and you'll probably explain this as well, it's the passion, right? Yes. You were showing that, Julie, you got passion for it. Yes. If you don't have passion, Yes. Right, you might as well call it a day. Yeah, look, there's, yeah, I agree. Look, I am passionate. I'm passionate about the business side. I'm passionate about the the product um, side of it as well. Which you know, if you if you haven't, if you haven't got passion for what you're selling, <clears throat> I, I don't think it. I don't think I'd, it would have worked for me. So I just happen to have passion on the business side as well as the the product side and the service side. Um, every element is just. I just want to make sure that every Every element is covered and everybody's, uh, they're all happy. 
I want to talk a bit about, you know, um, some of the stages you're in. And because a lot of people um, have be entrepreneurs, have failed businesses. Yes. You know, we said 10 years, you're in the, a small amount already. Yes. One of the things that I've noticed a lot of times, they give up. Yes. You, you had a... Fashion business, you told me. Which I, I, I went today. into so family business. So I went to London College of Fashion. Uh, yeah. Then I went into my uh, family business or my uh, my father's business, which was uh, retail uh, fabrics. Yeah. Um, I was there for some time. Um, circumstances, family circumstances uh, changed. Uh, my dad got ill, uh, and then I ended up in uh, a property because yeah. my sister was in that industry. Um, and from property, I ended up in jewellery. So wow! Yeah. But when you say property, you were more estate well, agent, more property. on the agency side. Yeah. yeah. So the, the you know the and lettings the and things like lettings, that. sales. Look, it's uh, yeah, which gives you a, a good insight into business, into market conditions, uh, into what people want and what they don't want, how to handle people, yeah. customer service. It's, it's the same Z. It is. Do you know what? It's it's mad because I see a lot of people in property, as you know as well. Yes. So that's one of our my little favourite areas, and it it is a bit of a world in itself. But it's quite interesting that you've had that journey. Yeah. And and now you've obviously ended up jewellery. But I guess the first two, why did you feel those careers didn't work for you, whereas jewellery has? I just feel more comfortable in in in. My clients are different. Those, let's, so those clients that buy jewellery off me, they might have a different mindset when they're selling their property through me. Yeah. So their anxiety levels might be a different, different, yeah? So we're dealing with the same people, but when one's selling or trying to sell or buy uh, the biggest commodity of their life, their psychological mindset is, is, is set differently. This is what I... I'm, I'm, I can understand that, but I'm also thinking in my head that I'm just about to get married, right? Yes. That's probably a major life event. Yes. And I don't know how popular I'm going to be, but the ladies get hugely stressed at weddings because they yes. tend to be quite organising it a lot more than us guys. Yes. Right? I think that's quite stressful, isn't it? It's no? stressful. Look, don't get me wrong. It's stressful. I see the stresses. I try and... Uh, uh, relax potential clients when it comes to say the, the, the wedding ring stage mm. um, and again I love how you put that bio the wedding ring stage the wedding ring God, stage. I love that yeah the wedding ring stage there's a wedding <laughs> ring stage whether they leave it to the last minute or not I try and take on their their wedding ring stresses um, I look I just take over I show I show them the sample wedding rings uh, there's no heavy selling sometimes the client will say, yeah, they want to go for that. I might even slow them down and say, look, have a think about it first. You've got six months. You might change your mind. You're searching on the internet still. Half of those clients come back and say, Mitch, you're right. We were going to go, we, lucky we didn't go for that because I've seen this. So there's, there's a process. And as long as they feel comfortable that I can get them what they want in time um, at the right price, again, without cutting quality, um, you know, that's uh, you know, I'm almost taken over their uh, their wedding ring stresses. I, I think that's such an important part, and I think what you've you've sort of mentioned is huge. I want to touch on a, a slightly different area, yeah. Um, because obviously you had transition, yes. and one of the transitions that you um, did, and I, I think this is quite important to entrepreneurs, is that you obviously were initially originally married, yes, and you had. You've got two children. Correct. Uh, which, is, as I mentioned earlier, which I've met as well. Um, unfortunately, you had the dreaded D, divorce. Yep, yep. How did you deal with that to then still have the energy to deal with that, become an entrepreneur and keep a balance with your now ex-wife and keep a good relationship with your children? How did you do all of well, that? Well, uh, certain people might crumble during and after a, a divorce. Yeah. Uh, but again, like the kidnapping, I took a different stance or my, I, I took a different stance on it and I thought, right, I'm gonna get through this and I'm gonna become uh, better and stronger 
in my mind and it, it gave me it's just probably the way I'm built it just gave me more of a reason to to push myself into into any challenge that may uh, I might f uh, face um, my <laughs> current partner um, fiance um, helped me yeah. um, a lot of the way and um, you know if you've got good people behind you then um, you can pretty much you know get through it yeah, no, it's amazing how you put that. And I, I know how you sort of mentioned it. I still, my head is still spinning when you say the kidnap. Isn't yeah, it? And yeah, it's just like, yeah. yeah, the kidnap, I got through that. <laughs> that shows huge character. And do you know what? Um, when we do these pod, Next Level Finance podcasts, yes. one of the things is for us is huge to show that, you know, the people can have that resilience. Yes. As an entrepreneur, you've got to build so much resilience, right? Absolutely, yeah. Look, these you you need to build resilience, and these things are they're, they're very testing, but in a weird way, do help. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you're going to give up at the first hurdle, then you know, it, it, I don't think it just won't. It wouldn't. It, it's, it wouldn't work, would it? So these things weirdly have helped me get to where I am at the moment, and they're going to help me get to where I want to be um, wow. in the future. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. I've had a few incidents in life and you definitely, definitely uh, that make a big difference. I want to talk a bit now around um, your approach. And we sort of talked about it with the jewellery, right? Yeah. Um, you call it a consultancy approach. Yeah. And explain to me if someone turns up yes. and go into your shop, yes. going to love with jewellers, Yes. Check the coffee with Z, by the way. We've got that exposure. You're going to love that one. Yes. And uh, you turn up. Yes. What, what do you do to make them feel relaxed and that journey? Look, Gary, it's weird because walking into a jewellery shop can be intimidating. Yeah. Um, I've got a small jewellery shop, so it could actually be more intimidating for potential clients. Um, but on initial... Uh, approach it's more of a whether because I don't know what that client's going to come in for are they going to come in for a small repair are they going to come in for uh, for an engagement wedding eternity ring you know I have no idea they do they just want some advice do they want an insurance certificate do they want a probate mm -hmm. certificate so my approach wow. is a natural approach it's just a, a, I'm, I'm a welcoming smile on the face um, because I know that you know, they've, a lot of the time they've done the rounds and they don't get that approach. But naturally, uh, that's my approach. Uh, it's not a forceful, pressurised selling approach because, again, naturally I'm not that way. I don't work that way. And clients, uh, they, they, they don't want that. So as long as it takes, I'm there every day, forever. So as long as they understand that there's no pressure, I'll go through the motions with them. If it takes three consultancies, five visits, hour each visit, whatever they decide. As long as I've done, I know that I've done my bit in narrowing the brief and getting them to a level where this is ultimately what you've initially come in for. This is ultimately the, the, the budget you wanted to hit. I've done my job in getting to that level. If they press the button and go for it, then, then, then I'm on to the, uh, the, the next stage of, uh, of getting, the, uh, getting the item uh, manufactured and, and getting it to the client as, as soon as possible. So, I think you put a really good point on that. It's, the, it's that stage process and having that relaxed environment. Because yes. I, as I said, we've gone in the showroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I call it showroom. Now. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's just relaxed because you sit there. You've got quite a few nice coffee options. Yeah. You got a relax, and I think yes. it's the, all about the experience, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the experience. Look, it, it it does help when you've spent years in understanding what your market wants. So when you walk into the shop, most of the sample jewellery is what the client wants, which makes it. A, a, a better experience for the customer or the client because uh, you know you've you've narrowed down their what they what they're looking for. So it's a. Do Do you agree? I think one of the big things you're doing is giving them reassurance because they're. I'm just thinking from a consumer perspective. Yes. When you when you've got your some people have it as collaborative. They go to their partner yes. or uh, or fiance or whatever yes. state they're in. Yeah. Um, or the wife to be. And they give them obviously the yes. ring, right? Yes. They go buy it with them. But yes. some people want to buy it as a surprise. Yep. So they need a lot of assurance. Are yeah. they going to go for it? Is it going to be what they want? Yes. I've got because 
us guys generally are clueless let's be honest yeah <laughs> let's put it on there i'm putting the pc out of the window we struggle right and we need expertise Look, well, how do you make they that? get the, well the reassurance is most clients will come in with images they've pulled off of websites uh, i can assure them yeah. that uh, these we can create their designs um, at the budget that they're trying to hit without cutting co corners um, in time um, they've got to deal with me from start to finish before during and after mm -hmm. um, and you know after the first say initial not consultation initial them gauging me on gauging the the, the, the store um, you know they, they most do come back for that uh, initial consultation after I've uh, after I've explained how we operate and how we work compared to to others amazing um, no it's amazing and it's uh, do you know what you have to see it to believe it it's that journey isn't it yeah. i wanted to talk about some other aspects like we call it a bit macro effects yes right and i always ask our guests because it's always trying to understand how they've impacted your business and i think some of the big impacts is how did covid yes impact your business look we had to uh, non-essential shops had to close down we're a non-essential shop yeah. Um, during that period, look, it, it did hit us. Uh, it hit us hard because you know my time management and having that uh, uh, front-end retail uh, boutique shop open five days a week. Uh, it was tough to uh, to close those doors, and it wasn't it wasn't just once we were closing and opening and closing and opening. Um, that wasn't going to stop me in uh, making sure that. Uh, my clients or any inquiries that were coming through the website or via WhatsApp or via telephone, mm. uh, it wasn't going to stop me. I just uh, kept in communication. Suppliers, was, the manufacturing side were allowed to open, so supplies were still there. Uh, I could still get my uh, uh, pricing and quotes out and just stayed on top of it rather than just stay at home and, and, and sunbathe. <laughs> uh, I was uh, still, dealing, still dealing with the client's inquiries. It's interesting you say that because as entrepreneurs, um, it was a total different experience. I, yeah. I saw all these, uh, all these people um, who were fortunate enough to have been, I guess, employment in some sort. Yes. They were like at home, oh, we're yes. having a nice relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm working harder than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so especially what we were doing. Yeah. We're having to support all these businesses. That's Every right. two seconds, old Rishi's on TV. That's right. Boris is telling us something totally different. That's Just right. keep us guessing. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is so important to understand that it was a huge impact to all huge industries. Impact. Right? All industries, huge impact. Um, uh, prices were all over the place. Uh, <laughs> clients were all over the place. Um, <laughs> everyone was like, but you know, we, we, we got through it. Um, and then there was more, then it was again, it wasn't a case of rebuilding the, the, the business. The business was already there because we'd already built the business. It was just a matter of getting the ball rolling again yeah. and getting the, uh, the, the regular income in. And getting the goods out because yeah, if you don't if you don't sell, you have got no income. Ultimately, especially in goods businesses that you're ultimately with. Ultimately, yes, you know. Ultimately, the the other bit I want to touch on, and this bit is quite Im important. And there's such whenever I mention the dreaded B word, Brexit. Yes, people I've had a lot of fun mail on that, but we have to raise this. Yes, how did Brexit yes. uh, affect your business? Uh, Brexit affected the business more from a point of view, our metals and stones went up overnight. It's all uh, dollar related. So overnight, um, you know, uh, uh, our co uh, uh, item or the ingredients that make up the end product went up in price. So we just, uh, you could say that uh, orders we took maybe a month or six weeks prior, uh, the margin wasn't there. But we just had to, again, wait for the next batch of orders, find a margin, yeah. still provide a service, still provide a good product, and uh, just uh, adjust with, the, uh, with, with the, what Brexit left us with. Uh, from your point of view, and this is purely financially driven, not political, before someone, people start commenting and all the rest of it, yeah. they will do anyway. Yeah. Do you think Brexit's been good or bad for the UK economy, and especially in Europe? My personal opinion, yeah. uh, I don't think it's helped the UK economy. 
Love that. But has it affected your business negatively, i.e. price increase? Price increase is, you could say, a negative, but that's, uh, you've got inflation now as yeah. well as that initial price increase. We, can, we worked around it because you know, ultimately you've got an intrinsic value of, of, of the initial ingredients. So we just need to make sure that the clients are still prepared to, to buy at the slightly higher price. But we, we were tested then and we're being tested now Mm. with the uh, with inflation i guess you know if these these inc- big income effects uh on uh, macro economic effects that affect income for many people are still not understood and a lot of people are struggling on this yes and i guess has another bit i want to just mention got a little bit of time is around cost of living yes how has that affected you and the business? Look, we're, we're, it's a luxury uh, uh, a market we're uh, uh, dealing with. It's a luxury item. So you could say that if it wasn't for people still getting married, um, uh, our, our revenue would uh, slow down. Yeah. Um, that's where we've just got to uh, you know, rely or, or rely on, on people that still want to get married, still want to propose, still want to get married, still want to, uh, you know, go for the, uh, the, the, the eternity rings. They're more frugal, the clients. So we're dealing with a, a, a cost of living issue mm-hmm. where, where uh, cost of, pro- cost of uh, metals and stones has increased. They're... Uh, they haven't got as much disposable income as they used to, so it leaves a very small uh, amount of money for them to, to spend on, on luxury items. Wow. The only way around it is, is the same as, as, as we've always done, is just try and give them best value for money. You know, our, marg- our, mar- our margins, as you could probably see, will suffer, but we just have to try and then generate more revenue yeah, to, more to, overcome, to, to overcome that, which thankfully we've done. Yeah, no, it's... it's- Listen, Mitchell, it's been great having you on the Next Level Finance podcast and you've given huge, huge value to entrepreneurs out there who are providing a hybrid of goods, services um, and inspiring them because your journey has been quite inspirational. The resilience that you've shown is unbelievable. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. No, thank Thank you you for for coming. No, Ruth, great having you. And also Mitchell's contacts will be in the comments below. If you like, comment. Um, wherever we post this across social media. If you're watching it on YouTube uh, later, do enjoy it as well. And we'll have contacts and link points for Mitchell to show you, well, if you want to get in contact and make that person happy for you, um, because he will definitely help you in that journey. Thank you so much. Hi everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We're doing this to add value to your entrepreneur journey, which is have a quick catch up on this is that just to remind you we've got free business guides in the comments below they've got huge value in them for property investors property developers SaaS pensions and if you've got growing bit trading business as well if you after you consume those guides that have got exclusive sky tv episodes in them please do get in contact with us the contact details are there and we can help shape your entrepreneur journey and unlock financial freedom thank you so much